I love Carolyn's story. I want to hear the next chapter. <laughs> Motels of Mendocino County. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, you'll notice this business here. That's not nerves. This is something I got from a doctor named Parkinson. <laughs> but it doesn't bother me. I'm fine. Just try not to let it distract you. Sometimes you're able to put your finger directly on the moment that changed your life. Now, in my case, there was a day a number of years ago when I made a certain telephone call. A very brief and very painful telephone call. At my office at work, I sat down at my desk and reached for the telephone. Uh, and then I pulled back. I was nervous about this. This was a risky thing that I was doing. This was not just your regular telephone call. This had implications. And I was hesitating and vacillating, and I keep saying to myself, you know you've got to make this call. You came to work today determined that today, finally, you're going to call Reba. You had to call Reba. You had to find out. And you're not going to find out unless you ask her, so call Reba. So scary as it was, I called Reva's work number in San Jose. Reva was an old friend of my wife, Alexandra. A really old friend. Reva and Alexandra went all the way back to high school together. In those years, Reva's sweetheart had played in a string band with Alexandra's brother. Eventually, Alexandra moved out to California but she kept in touch with Reva. And when Reva found that Alexandra was going to get married, Reva flew out to Berkeley from Pennsylvania to be present at the wedding. And not long after that, Reva and her husband Ian moved to California. They moved to San Jose. And San Jose is not that far from Berkeley. So with Reva and Ian in San Jose, Alexandra and I in Berkeley, we could visit at each other's homes, dinner together, go out to shows, that kind of thing. Alexandra and Reva started a small catering business together, and I helped out on the side. We did weddings and birthdays, that kind of thing. And just a few days before, we had done a big job for the little catering business. We had a job that involved preparing 500 box lunches. And Reva and I and Alexandra working out of our kitchen at home. This is below the radar of the health department. <laughs> <laughs> we had to do this overnight. We worked all one Thursday afternoon and late, late into the night that night, putting up 500 box lunches. We finally finished in the middle of the night, and we were so exhausted we couldn't walk straight. It was 2 o'clock in the morning, way too late for Reba to drive back to San Jose. So she was going to sleep over. And Alexandra and I are saying goodnight to Reba in the hallway. And Alexandra points out that she has an early job to get to in the morning. She says, I'll be out here early before anybody else. And when Alexandra said that, it suddenly hit me. That leaves Reva and me in the house alone. 
and there wasn't anything at all between Riva and me. But that didn't stop my silly little monkey mind from running out of fantasy of Riva and I in the house alone the next morning, and I'm entertaining my inner self with this business. And I look at Riva, and she's smiling. <laughs> I'm thinking, wait a minute, why is she smiling? It's my fantasy. <laughs> And what about you, Jerry? What's your plan for the morning? And I'm thinking, what is this? What's that smile? Is she being coquettish? Or what's, what's going on? But I answered honestly, no, I'll be out early also. I have an early job to get to. So I'll be leaving real early too. And when I said that, the smile disappeared. I saw across Reba's face a cloud, a little something changed. Disappointed. What? What was the message here? What was going on? I was so exhausted, I could not think straight. I couldn't tell what was imagination and what was real. But something had happened right there. But I couldn't figure it out. And the moment passed. We all went to bed. We all got up the next morning and went to work. But when I went to work the next day, I couldn't get that moment out of my head. I kept thinking. I saw something in her eyes. Something happened there. Was there a message for me there? Was there a message that I almost understood, but am missing? It began to wear on me. It really began to, I began to be inflamed with the idea of Riva. So, after a few days of sweating it and fretting over it, I decided I just had to talk to her. I had to do this. So the telephone called. Reva answers the telephone call. Hello, this is Reva. I say, hi, this is Jerry. She says, oh, hello. And that didn't sound quite right. <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous enough and I began to get more nervous. And I, I said, I've been meaning to call you. There's something I need to talk to you about. She said, I see. I take a deep breath, and I'm really, really nervous, but I get it out. I say, I've just been, since that late night at our house last week, I've been thinking about you constantly. You've been on my mind day after day. I just can't stop thinking about you. She said, that's interesting. <laughs> this is not going well. <laughs> so I take a deep breath and I finally just blurt out, well, I, I just had to tell you this. I had to get it off my chest. And she said, and get it onto mine, I suppose. <laughs> oh. <laughs> desperately trying to think of what to say next. It's gone terribly. This is a disaster. And I can't, I'm thinking for anything at all to rescue the moment. What can I say? Before I can think of anything to say, Reba says, well, I've got to go goodbye. <laughs> oh. And there I sit at my desk, and I'm having this horrible physical reaction. 
My face is bright red, my heart's pounding, I'm drenched with perspiration, and I'm beginning to have trouble breathing, I swear. <laughs> I literally did this. I put my head down on the desk and said, idiot, idiot. <laughs> I really did that. <coughs> Think what I had just done. I had just come on to one of my wife's oldest friends. Out of the blue, no warning, no invitation. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm totally fucked. <laughs> Right then, I began the big fear. The fear was the telephone's going to ring. It's going to be Alexandra. And the first words out of her mouth are going to be, I just talked to Reba. <laughs> I knew it had to happen. And I was holding my breath, and I didn't know what, what could I say? What, what, what am I going to say? I'm guilty. <laughs> guilty, guilty, guilty. But, or maybe innocent by reason of insanity. <laughs> so I began a stretch of time of high anxiety. I waited that day for that phone call. But Alexandra didn't call me. Reba didn't call. Nothing happened. And I thought, well, when I go home, I'm going to get it. For sure. And I went home after work that day, and going in the house, the first thing I do is look at my wife's face. And I, as soon as I walked in the house, I looked at Alexandra, and it was clear. There was nothing wrong. <coughs> I thought, okay, temporary reprieve, just a momentary, innocent for the moment, for the moment. But I knew it had to happen. I planted a bomb in my relationship, and the fuse was lit. I just didn't know when it was going to explode, but it had to be, it had to be coming. Okay, so that was that night. Then the next day, come home the next day, nothing. The next day, nothing. Week goes by, two weeks goes by. All this time, I'm in this state of anticipation of the disaster. Ten tension doesn't begin to describe it. <laughs> I knew I was guilty. I had a lot of guilt. I was thinking, among other things, Alexandra was a sweet, loving woman. She had done nothing to deserve this kind of treachery. What was I thinking of? And as far as I knew, the same was true of Ian. So the time stretched out. The fuse is still burning. And now, I made the phone call in the end of October. It's now coming several weeks into November. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Thanksgiving is going to be a big party in our house. It always is. We had invited all our friends and relatives. And we had invited Reva and Ian, of course, friends. So I began to think this way. Now I'm thinking. Reva must be waiting to tell Alexandra in person. <laughs> Didn't want something like that to happen over the telephone. That's cold. So she was waiting until an opportunity presented itself to talk to Alexandra personally. Thanksgiving is when it's Now I'm counting down to Thanksgiving, dreading every day. And 
So Thanksgiving does arrive. And Thanksgiving morning, we get a surprise telephone call from the customer for those 500 box lunches. Customer says, the check is ready to pick up, your payment is ready. Could you come by today and pick up the check? Alexander immediately picks up on that and says, great, when Reba gets here, she and I will go pick up that check together. <laughs> so that has to be the moment that's going to happen. And I'm, now I'm stuck waiting. And sure enough, here come Ian and Reba. Alexandra gets her coat, heads to the door, takes Reba by the arm, and off they go together. And I'm stuck with friends in the house, making drinks, talking to people, trying to pretend I'm not going mad. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew, how was I going to get through the rest of that day? How was I going to get through my meal with friends and family, maintain some sort of sanity? How, how was that going to work? But here come Reva and Alexandra back in the house. I've got my zeroed right in on both of them. They're both smiling. They're smiling. Nothing happened. Reva had a chance to tell Alexandra and did not tell her. Ha! That tells me. So I began to hope just a little bit. <laughs> Quite shortly after that, Reba and I had a moment of privacy, and she stood close to me and took my hand and squeezed it and leaned up against me and smiled. My spirit soared. <laughs> She's going for it. Yes. <laughs> something I had not known before. She told me a new piece of information, and this explained a lot. At Rita's job in San Jose, she shared an office with her husband. So when she took that call from me, Ian was seated at his desk just 10 feet away. That tells you something. <laughs> so I got through the rest of that day with fair good grace. On the outside, I probably looked the same, but on the inside, my entire emotional landscape was changed. I saw a new path into my future, and that path led to Reba. And now, 32 years later, Reba will occasionally look at me and smile and say, I sure am glad you made that phone call. Uh. <laughs>